for joining me this is a channel for vegans it's friday september 1st can you believe we made it another week it's friday i know you i know you ain't got no job What's up? How are you? You know, every Friday, I say it every week, I am stoked. Because all I wanted to do was make a little show for vegans. I wanted to make a channel for vegans. And someone said, you know what, Sky? You should go try going live for 30 days. That's what you should try to do. Just go live every day for 30 days. And you know what? I've been doing it over a year now. And uh, I'm not slowing down. I love being here with the vegans. You know? It's just uh, a good life, and I enjoy it. It's my uh, it's 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 my only thing that I look forward to when I wake up in the morning. I think, God damn it, there's vegans out there, and I can't wait to meet them. And it's exciting. Hi, beautiful vegan sky. Please tell your friends that we need to a pita here in Brazil. Oh man, you know it's funny, Brazil, huh? Brazil is uh, something I've been thinking about this morning. And the it's some it's a famous Brazilian's birthday today. And uh, I wanted to show to share that with you. We do need a Brazilian. There's Brazil. There is um, vegan Latino. I'm sorry, Pita Latino, which is pretty cool. Have you seen Pita Latino? Nom, 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 nom. Carney tears are so good. Um, they're still hot, though. They're still too hot. All right. So I, I, I don't want to have any spoilers. So this is a spoiler-free thing that I just thought... I think I want to tell you about because there was a amazing, oh my God, Cole, thank you. Holy shit. Thank you. Thank you so much, Cole. Damn, man. I can get a couple like that. I might be able to fly back for VegFest. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how, because PETA is not going to pay me until September 22nd, but on September 23rd, I'm supposed to fly back to California to do the Veg Fest and then fly back. And that's $500. And I'm like, how the hell am I going to? I think I might have to cancel my Veg Fest. And I'm really upset about it. But that puts me a little way, man. Thank you so much, Cole. God damn it. Thank you. 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 That's amazing. Um, well, I just wanted to say, well, that that kind of uh, made me think of something. Um, okay, so back on track. Sorry. Thank you so much, Cole. Appreciate that. Um, I watched a movie last night called Bottoms, and it was such a good movie. And I found out that it has 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. And it was fabulous. It's about these two 
um, gay ladies who are in the who are in high school, and they kind of got like a like a uh, an American Pie style, like let's get laid before we graduate kind of vibe, and not vibe. I mean, that's what they're saying in the beginning, but the movie takes all these twists and turns. It is like. <sighs> It reminded me of Ferris Bueller, Porky's, American Pie. It reminded me of uh, of Days and Confused. It was so it was so refreshing. It reminded me of American Graffiti. It reminded me of like John Hughes meets this. I don't know. Like John Hughes is all about hyper realism, right? But like borderline to absurd. This goes way over the edge into absurdity, and I loved that. I loved that. They, the American absurdist um, filmmaking and a rated R comedy. I haven't laughed that much. I haven't laughed as much in years at a movie that I as I did to this. I liked No Hard Feelings. That was the other kind of big rated R uh, comedy this year. But uh, this one, ra- <sighs> No Hard Feelings was good. Bottoms is friggin' genius. I'm gonna be really surprised if this is not actually nominated for some things because uh, it is. I I think it's groundbreaking. I think it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's like the it's like the 2020s Porkies. If you remember that movie, uh, it probably doesn't hold up. So I wouldn't watch it today. But when I was a teenager like 12. I thought it was hilarious um, when I was young. Rated R humor, like the Farley brothers, hasn't really been popular lately. And mid, I'm, I'm really hoping because like the big budget stuff is all superhero movies and stuff like that. It's all kind of bores me. But um, the mid, the mid-level stuff has been all, has all gone to television. There are very few like mid-level, uh, mid-budget movies that that aren't like horror and usually comedy usually it's comedy that really fills that gap that middle uh middle of the road kind of uh budget situation and so now we're just getting big budget movies and low budget movies which sucks because you're just stuck with crap but this comedy at a like a low budget it was amazing it was so freaking good it was fantastic and so i really highly recommend going to go see Bottoms. It's got 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, 97% as a user score. I don't normally recommend movies like this, uh, but I saw it last night, and man, I had the chuckles through a lot of that movie. I was cracking up, and you know, the world needs a little comedy, doesn't it? The world needs a little comedy for sure, so please, go hang out at uh, go see a movie. I'm here watching from work, says Turning Veganese. You know what? That's what we should be doing. I hope I hope you're playing me on the house speakers where you are, because uh, at work, you, I like when you play. I like I like when you play it on the house speakers. That's that's what's so fun. Greetings from Galway City on the Atlantic coast of West Ireland. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for the like. Paul Campbell liked liked on Facebook. I could see that. Thank you so so much for everyone watching on Twitter, Facebook, and Twitch. Thanks. All right. So. Um course you've seen that uh burger king is getting sued right so burger king is getting sued because it's not what people ordered <laughs> this isn't what i ordered and they're saying that first of all that their nutrition facts are all lies and that um and that they they lowered the amount of of animal product in their 
burgers because to, to save on costs, right? So they cut the portion size to cut costs, but unfortunately, they make those they make those changes without consulting their marketing department, and now um, they're being sued because they've got ads that uh, are about thirty five percent larger with double the meat than the burgers they purchased. The plaintiffs said they won't they wouldn't have bought the sandwiches if they had known the actual size, the actual amount of murder in the sandwich. I wanted more murder. Um, in 2020, a federal appeals court upheld the dismissal of a lawsuit against Duncan. The plaintiff said the company deceived them when it said their wraps contained Angus steak. They actually contained ground meat. This is what's interesting to me. Um, these companies, as they get sued for lying about what's in their food, this is this is this is just cracks me up because people are like, well, what's in what's in that that vegan burger? Uh, there's the ingredients right here, buddy. But then, the, <laughs> but the the animal burgers, the animal food that you're eating, it's complete lies. They lie all the time. I love that they found out that the chicken in Subway is like forty percent soy. Like clearly, the mud blouth, the mud, the blood mouths don't give a shit what they're putting in their faces. They don't care. They just eat what the what the television tells them to eat. They just keep eating whatever their masters tell them to eat. So as long as they're doing that, <laughs> it makes it really difficult, right? But every once in a while, there's a couple people that wake up and go, wait a second, this isn't what I wanted. What are you talking about? This isn't even what you told me it was. I'm suing because the litigious the litigious folks of America, they get greedy. Now they want the money. There's a legal line. When is puffery? When is it puffery and when is it deceit? Companies are always trying to ride right up against that line. Puffery, they say. Well... It's unclear how the case will be resolved. Generally, she said, cases against fast food giants have been hard to win, unlike boxes or of cereal or sodas. Every sandwich is different, and some might look more like the images on menu boards than others. The U.S. Supreme Court has weighed in on these issues, so they've been decided on a court-by-court -court basis. They haven't even... So maybe the Supreme Court should weigh in, huh? The Supreme Court weighs in on a woman's right to choose. Perhaps they should weigh in on fast food giants um, lying to their customers and killing animals. <laughs> it could lead... This case could cause companies to be more careful with their ads. An associate professor... I think... See, this is the thing. I want truth in advertising. Like, maybe that's what vegans should be pushing for. I want, I want a warning label... And 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 I want I want video of slaughterhouses being played when they show these ads. Oh, this is where it comes from. I'm sick of all the dressing up. It's a dead bloody animal. It's a carcass. Why do you get to why do you get to call it something it isn't? Keep on putting lipstick on a pig. It's still it's still a pig. You can't do it. It's against the law. And they keep they keep doing it. And the the consumer is being you know benighted. Meanwhile, hundreds of billions of animals are being slaughtered. Does it seem right to you? Doesn't seem right to me. Seems like maybe we need to have a different system. Maybe we need to reevaluate the way we, uh, you know, distribute food in this country. Perhaps we should be distributing food to people instead of animals. That's just, uh, but that's just my two cents. What do you think? You think Burger King should be sued for lying to their customers? Do you think that truth in advertising 
would help people make more compassionate decisions when it comes to murdering animals, when it comes to forcibly impregnating animals, or when it comes to enslaving animals? Do you think maybe if they were more truthful, we would have a, a better world? What do you think? I think the truth sets you free, but what do you think? Mm. Carney tears are so good. I hope you guys have all liked this video. Um, just after doing sentient rights outreach, I love that you do that every single day. Do you, Paul Campbell? You're amazing. You're, you're a trooper. Class action. Just after, just gonna, I'm gonna sue BK because they say have it your way, but my way is vegan and they can't give me that. Mm, they do have a vegan Whopper now though, don't they? I heard they have a vegan Whopper, right? It's so hard. It's so hard, Trapped in the Matrix. Well, you missed my movie review. You should totally see uh, the, the bottoms. I didn't, I didn't give any way, I didn't spoil anything, by the way. It was a really good movie. You should laugh your ass off. Go see Bottoms. I, I highly endorse that film. I think you're going to laugh your butt off. Yeah. Cole coming out with the goddamn Cole. I'm not going to forget you, Cole. I'm going to spend three months on the road, and I won't forget your kindness, Cole. Thank you. All right. Next up, we have... Not Gary Yarovsky. I don't want to talk about Gary Yarovsky again. We talked about Gary Yarovsky last night. I don't want to talk about Gary Yarovsky today. All right. Uh, today in history. What's going on today in history? What do you think? It's kind of it's kind of exciting. Louis XIV of France dies. The Sun King perishes. After a reign of 72 years, the longest of any European monarch. You know what? These European monarchs are like, they rule for 72 years. Yeah, but he was four. He was four when he became king. You know what I mean? Like, he was four years old. How much kinging was he actually doing, the Sun King? You know, the oh, Louis XIV, he built the Palace of Versailles. And da 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 Yeah, he's fancy pants. You know, well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. Louis XIV, the Sun King. The first female was allowed to use a telephone today in 1878. Uh, she became the first telephone operator. Emma Nutt is her name. And uh, for the Edward Holmes, the Edwin Holmes uh, Telephone Dispatch Company in Boston, they're, they're very uh, forward-thinking people over in Boston. You know what I mean? <laughs> Get in the car. They're wicked. They're wicked smart. You're wicked smart. My, fr my friend is, is wicked smart. Come over to Boston. <laughs> Have you seen The Departed? Have you seen The Departed? It's a good it's a good movie if you like if you like funny accents, it's a good movie. You could talk like a talk like you're from from Boston. That's probably how Emma Nutt spoke when she spoke into the telephone, the first female telephone operator today in 1878. A wildfire overseas um, sorry, Wilfred Laurier oversees the Alberta and Saskatchewan joining the Confederation of Canada as its 8th and 9th Canadian provinces. To 1905, wow. You know, there's a lot of 8th and 9th, 1905, that's pretty, okay. Um, Canada's in the news today. Um, Justin Trudeau, what's going on with him, huh? What's going on with old Justin Trudeau? Canada's got all sorts of stuff going on. The Germany, the German army attacks Poland, cities bombed, port blockaded, Danzig is accepted into the Reich. Of course, Danzig is a town called Gdansk in Poland. And if you go there, uh, they don't like the Nazis. The Polish, it's kind of weird. Like, you visit Poland, and there's a lot of Nazi stuff. Like, just anti-Nazi stuff. Like, they're still pissed off about it. Uh, 
which you would be if you were Poland, right? You'd still be upset uh, about about the whole, you know, the whole Nazis taking your country thing. So it makes perfect sense that they'd be upset. The Polish, they they're still they hold a grudge. They they do. Um, Poland's in the news today because they still have their army lined up against their Russian border, NATO ally lining up troops against Russia. It doesn't look good for any of us, but. Hey, if you go vegan today, you might you might lower the chances of contrib you might you'll at least lower your contribution to the war, the causes of the war by about 86%. I think that is a good a good thing to do. Go vegan. World War II has started today because of their taking of Gdansk in 1939. So of course Hitler has been in office since 1931. 1939, the war starts today. In 1941, 10 years after Hitler came to power, um, Jews living in Germany are required to wear a yellow Star of David. It's funny, you know, 1941, they start having to wear the star. And that's what's kind of creepy about the whole thing, right? They, it just keeps keeps getting worse like first they wouldn't allow the jews to own pets and then they wouldn't allow the jews to have guns and then they wouldn't allow to have um you know congregate and then they wouldn't and they just kept getting worse and eventually they made them wear the yellow star it's almost like they just kept they just kept pushing that's the thing about nazis they're always right behind you people say i'm paranoid about nazis because i hate them i'm always like looking over my shoulder i I'm convinced they're always coming. There's always a storm on the horizon. And this is why democracy is so fragile. We always have to keep our eyes open for it. If you're not anti-fascist, I don't know what you're doing. I mean, you got to be you have to be vigilant. Any 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 whiff of any whiff of fascism, you got to shit, you got to shut that shit down. You got to shut it right down because they creep. They're always creeping. They're like a zombie horde always coming right up behind you. And they're always about to knock on your door. Hello. You got any Jews in there? That's what they're doing. They're waiting. They're always they're never waiting. They're always coming. They're scary. I hate I hate fascists. Happy September 1st. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Deb Thompson. Nice to see you. I miss you, Deb Thompson. I don't see you very often. They still brand animals. They do. They do still brand animals. Exactly right. That's the thing. I feel like that's the same thing that happened with animals. It just got worse. It just got worse and worse and worse. Think about the think about the poor dog. A, a wolf comes in because he likes the he he likes the fire and he, he wants some extra food, and so the humans start giving him a little bit. Before you know it, you're 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 sexually manipulating the dog to make different types of dogs. You're selling them in cages. It's just like it, it just creeps it takes some time but the fascists are always moving they're all it's a it's a it's a pragmatic destroyer it's constantly moving and that's that's what's scary to me about the nazis uh i don't know how you guys feel about it but <laughs> i did i did not see that coming yeah <laughs> always look over your shoulder that's what that should be the me the message i think um uh, anyway Today in Germany, they started making uh, people, human beings, wear yellow stars. I, it's just a disgusting thing, and it makes me sick that it ever happened. Yeah. 
Gaddafi deposes King Idris of Libyan Revolution. In the Libyan Revolution, 1969, Gaddafi, everyone loves Gaddafi, right? Just another another despot. Uh, Rear Window came out today, and that is off, that's a great movie if you haven't seen it. Have you ever seen the Roku thing on your smart TV? The Roku thing goes by, and there's a guy with there's a guy with binoculars. That's Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> That's Jimmy Stewart in the rear window. You should totally check it out if you haven't already. That movie holds up. It's pretty good. Mozart publishes a sixth string quartet, Opus 10, in Wien. Also, Bobby Fischer shows those dirty Russians that we're we're the intellectual giants. We Americans are. Bobby Fischer, of course, uh, didn't end well. But the Russians really thought that they were the intellectual powerhouse of the world. And, and Bobby Fischer was like, au contraire, I can beat anybody at chess i mean look at this guy he's like he's he's look he's playing like 50 people right there and he beats them all it's remarkable i've i actually met a couple people who played bobby fisher bobby fisher unfortunately turned out to be an anti-semite he was a really uh really did a number he kind of went a little uh he got a little Nazi-ish himself over time. As an older man, he became a, uh, a, a, a really disgusting anti-Semite. It, it didn't go well. But for a time, he was a hero. He was a hero. He proved that uh, Americans can be intellectual. And then he, uh, he went crazy, and he started saying that Jews run the world and all of this other stuff. It was really horrible. Um, he came out. Of, he he first he went into hiding, and then he came out and started talking like that. It was just such a bummer. Yep, most publicized world match ever played. He played Spassky, Boris Spassky, first American to ever win the American. He was the first one to ever win. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, in 2016, Colin Kaepernick kneels in protest during the U.S. national anthem. I love Colin Kaepernick. First of all, he claims to be vegan. Let's let's take him at his word for that. But um, he protested on the field. All he did was take a knee, and people flipped out. He can't work in, in NFL anymore because of it. But Michael Vick drowns dogs with his bare hands, gets out of jail, and he's back on, he's back on the pitch. What the hell? Do you think maybe we got our, our priorities a little messed up? Colin Kaepernick takes a knee because he thinks that African Americans are being unfairly treated in the streets by police officers. And um, that was before George Floyd. It's almost like he was prescient. He knew what was he knew what was on the horizon. Kaepernick was telling everybody that police brutality is rampant and we need to stop it. So he took a knee during the uh, during the flags during the, the national anthems and the whole world got really pissed at him and fired his ass he can't work in the nfl ever again and he was a pretty good quarterback for the san francisco 49ers Gah! the fight for what is right will never be over thank you hannah moon vegan you're absolutely right absolutely right when I was uh, when I was a kid, I wanted a Doberman. Now I want all this horror to end. When I was a kid, I had when I was born, my parents had two Doberman, and they had little puppies, little pup Doberman puppies. I remember I was a little, just a little one. Yeah. Cap is vegan. Uh, supposedly, Kaepernick is vegan. Now. He says he is, and then um, like the Ben and Jerry's ice cream called Colin Kaepernick something is also their vegan. I think that might have been like one of their first vegan options was the Colin Kaepernick one. Um, yeah, he's supposed to be vegan. I 
take him. I take it you could probably find that he's not because he's another one of these celebrity uh, plant-based people. But supposedly, yeah, there you go. Quote, quote unquote, vegan. Yeah, that's what I. Take it with a grain of salt. You know what I'm saying? Um, supposedly Kaepernick is vegan, but he's is definitely justice minded. So you know he might he might actually be. You know, yeah, yeah. During the U.S. national anthem, such a bummer. He got fired. I think it's such bullshit. Uh, United Nations announces Earth's population has hit three billion in 1962. Think about that. We're at eight billion today. In 1962, we were at three billion. I remember reading Isaac Asimov, and they're in space, and he's like, "There's three billion humans living on that planet," and they're talking about Earth, and I'm like, <laughs> three billion. Isn't it weird that there's eight billion people?" I think it's weird. I think it's even weirder that there's 120 billion animals that we have on land that are destined for slaughter. Of course, there's 100 billion are killed every year for food um, on land. I'm not even talking about the fish. But at given any time, there's about 120 billion alive uh, at any time. So, because you can't, you got to have some alive, you know, while you're while you're killing all of them. That's crazy. 100 billion, 8 billion humans and 100 something billion uh, slave animals. Seems weird to me. Seems really weird. All right. Birthdays. Whose birthday is it? Um, none of these people are vegan, but Edgar Rice Burroughs was one of my favorite writers. He wrote, um, he wrote, Tarzan, and he wrote uh, John Carter of Mars. I loved those books as a kid. I thought they were wonderful. I was I was voracious. I tried to read them all. I didn't get I didn't get through all of the Tarzans, but I think I read at least like twelve of them. I think there's like twenty five of them. He was a uh, a very prolific writer, Edgar Rice Burroughs. He uh, a very interesting fellow too, but a genius. I thought his sci-fi shit was crazy and so and so wild. The Mars stuff. I love the Martian stuff. Um anyway, yeah, he's great. I thought Edgar Rice Burroughs. There used to be these things called used bookshops and you could go and find all of these paperback novels and buy them for like dollars. And so I used to do that. I would go and buy books at the used bookshop and have for one dollar or something. I can have this like old and they smelled so good. The old paperbacks, they always Oh, they smelled so good. Sometimes people had like written their name in it and shit. I, I miss those days. I miss I miss like old bookshops, you know? They're not they're not around anymore. Old just like somebody likes books and started a little shop. You can't you can't do that today. You can't just start a little bookshop today and hope to make a living. There's like there's a few left, but <laughs> they're like hobby hobby businesses now. They're not like you know, like rich people who want, who just like want to do something for funsies. So maybe that's the future, I guess. Just doing shit for funsies. Hopefully, it is. What if you're a ho what if you're a holographic vegan in the Matrix? <laughs> well, if you're a holographic vegan in the Matrix, I still think you're doing. As long as you're doing activism, I think that's great. Um, all the domesticated breeds of animals have been selectively bred, genetically manipulated from their free living ancestors. Exactly. In fact, their free living ancestors are all dead. The last wild horse is gone. The last wild bovine, gone. The only ones we have left are these monstrosities that we've created to uh, satiate the greed and, and disgusting profit appetites of the rich. It's disgusting. 
pro feather vegan. Who's a pro feather vegan? Don't say that to me. Don't say that. Um, who's fighting? Don't fight. 138,000 people have landed on the planet so f today so far, all needing food. What do you mean 138,000 people have landed on the planet today so far, all needing food? I don't know what that means. Maybe I'm crazy. Bookshops be closing left and right. It's true. I miss them. You know, in some ways, some ways I, lo I, I love the progress, but it does seem weird that, like, it's all going to be Amazon. That's who's going to control all of our books. So if Amazon doesn't carry your book, it's like... Uh, you can't, you can't do it. Oh, populations as in landed, as in like they were birthed. I get you. I get you. I get what you're saying now. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. It's a case for antinatalism, I suppose. Yeah. Um, this artist though, her name is Tarsila Amaral and she's a really cool artist. She's a Brazilian artist. Can I get her picture? Let me see if where, there she is. Um, Tarsila was a leading modernist artist in Latin America. She uh, did really cool stuff. If you look, here's here's a. I want to be the painter of my country. Yeah, Tarsila was part of a small community of artists and intellectuals from Brazil who were in constant relationship with avant-garde figures in Europe. Tarsila pushed the boundaries of Brazilian modern art by ingesting cool. and transforming sources. First from Europe and then from the culture of her own country, she made a radical statement unlike any Brazil had experienced before. I wanted to make something really out of the ordinary. The Avaporu was that monstrous figure, the little head, the skinny little arm supported by an elbow, those enormous long legs, and next to it, a cactus that looked like a sun. The exhibition follows Tarsila as she moves back and forth between her native Sao Paulo and Paris, and then travels throughout Brazil, exploring and discovering the poetic potential of her homeland. Isn't she cool? I am so thankful to have spent the whole of my childhood in the Facenda. My memories of that time have grown precious to me. So she is, uh, she was born today, and uh, she wasn't vegan, at least that's all I can find. But it's really weird that like, I was trying to find out if she was vegan in her lifetime. And all I could find was that all of the products that have any of her images on them are vegan, which I think is interesting, but mm, doesn't really help us. Uh, very sexual. Am I sexual? Yeah. Um, we don't want to break him again and have him glitching all over the place. Don't do it. Don't don't make don't glitch me out, please. So here we go. Um, I think she's pretty awesome. I'm so glad that I kind of I I didn't really know this artist. Her name is Tarsila. Tarsila the Do Amaral, but no one calls her Do Amaral. They just call her Tarsila, and she's an incredible artist. Um, I'm excited about knowing about her, and I learned that today because of today in history. Maybe you learned about her today. I think you didn't because you're you're in Brazil. But, you know, most people don't know. Most people, the only thing they know about Brazil is Brazil. Da, 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 da. You know, like this, the movie Brazil and the song Brazil with Jonathan Price, the, the movie. It's a really good movie. It's got Robert De Niro in it as a... Uh, as a vigilante plumber, it's pretty cool. It's, you might you might enjoy it. Um, in fact, I've always felt like the movie Brazil kind of speaks to today and age. I think that movie was uh, really holds up. Okay, we got 
a couple people here. It's Rocky Marciano. So he died yesterday, but he was born today in 1923. He died yesterday in 1969. He was born today in 1923. Rocky Marciano, he won 49 straight fights. 49, boom, right, right in a row. He had an undefeated record. Uh, the only person to ever beat his record is... Um, Floyd the Money Mayweather, uh, which is pretty cool. Floyd Money Mayweather fought 50, uh, 50, yeah, 50 professional fights, and uh, he then he retired. Now he does these stupid exhibition fights with people, but his record is 50, and Rocky Marciano's was 49. That was his whole thing, but... Rocky was a heavyweight. Anyway, Barry Gibb, Barry Gibb of the Bee Gees is vegetarian, not vegan. Unfortunately, he said that when he was touring, he felt that the when he, meat was making him sick, and so he became vegetarian. While his brother, the other Gibb, I forget his name, um, did not, and so they he said they went vegetarian in like '74 or something. So that's kind of cool, right? I mean, I still hate vegetarians, but. You know, he went vegetarian. <laughs> Good for you. You're still hurting lots of animals. You're still a piece of shit. Phil McGraw. Do you guys think I look like this guy? People keep on saying that I look like I look like I look like him. Do I look like him? What if I do a if I do a smile like that? Do I look like do I look like uh, Doctor Phil? I get comments all, all the time that I look like Doctor Phil. It's Dr. Phil's birthday today. Now, I'm from Texas, and you don't know, I don't like using the word crazy, but you might be the craziest motherfucker I've ever had on my show. That's a, uh, from Texas, I don't know why someone with a college degree would still talk like this, but he does talk like this. Now, now you got to talk to your mother with respect, okay? Dr. Phil is a kind of a moron. <laughs> Somehow, he's famous and he's rich, but he does have a mustache. Maybe if I shave my mustache, people will stop saying that I look like Dr. Phil in my carny section of my comments. Please, leave a like in the carny section of my comments when somebody says that I look like... Dr. Phil. <laughs> Fucking Dr. Phil. I hate Dr. Phil. No, LOL. Thank you. <laughs> Dr. Phil is a butthead. He's a moron. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The only remaining Fiji. Yeah. He does. He's the only. Barry Gibb is the only remaining Fiji. BG, sorry. I saw this thing that Lauren Hill is touring as Lauren Hill and the Fugees, and it's like, who the hell is Lauren Hill and the Fugees? It's the Fugees. You don't get to call yourself Lauren Hill and the Fugees. What kind of bullshit is that? You're either Lauren Hill or you're the Fugees. Lauren Hill and the Fugees? When the hell did that happen? Anyway, staying alive, staying alive. See, maybe that's what happened. He went vegetarian and he was like, staying alive, staying alive, but not you animals i'm killing all you i'm still killing all you that's that's how the bgs um the bgs don't care about the animals but uh they're all dead except for the one vegetarian so maybe that's why maybe that's why he lives he lives on because he's vegetarian now we have jung young cook uh young cook um 
she pisses me off. I don't like this person. She's a K-pop star, but I, uh, I I Googled to see if she was vegan, and she's like, it's too hard to be vegan in Korea. And then it said, and then she goes into, like, the, uh, the writer goes into how before the West introduced animal animals to their countries, that people in Korea were mostly vegetarian. People in China were mostly vegetarian. And it wasn't until colonists came bringing cows and pigs that they started eating animals on a large scale. I mean, I'm sure they ate some fish, but they weren't like, not like today, you know what I'm saying? Not like the, in China with these skyscrapers full of pigs. Like, this is something that's made totally recent. And she's like, no, it's too hard to live my culture and not be and not eat animals. That's what young Kook says. It's her birthday today. Um, so she gets a kill. It's Zendaya's 27th birthday today. What a wonderful person, except that she also kills animals. Zendaya is an animal, an animal abuser. Don't forget, every time you see a pretty face on the internet, you can almost assume, almost always, that they're an animal abuser. Zendaya abuses animals. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate because she talks a big game, doesn't she? She's always talking like, oh, I care about the people. I care about things. No, she doesn't. She cares about money. That's what she cares about. She cares about money. That's how she got famous. That's how she got rich. Zendaya, pretty face, still a piece of shit. Carney tears. Then we have Gloria Stefan. Gloria Stefan, I, I started going down that rabbit hole. I started learning about Gloria Stefan today. Of course, like, the music is gonna get ya. The music is gonna get ya. The music is gonna get ya. No, it's not music. The rhythm is gonna get ya. The rhythm is gonna get ya. The rhythm is gonna get ya. Uh, Gloria Stefan and the Miami Sound Machine, they were huge. But uh, she also owns a chain of restaurants. And so I thought they must... Maybe maybe they're vegan restaurants. Of course they aren't. They're Cuban restaurants. So she's uh, she her, she and her husband Emilio Estefan they uh, they own a chain of restaurants that are Cuban carny restaurants. But they have vegan options. And she was quoted on PETA website saying the future is vegan, but she's not vegan. She literally says the future is vegan, and she wants to be making that her daughter is vegan. So Gloria Stefan's daughter is vegan, but she's still a piece of garbage, blood mouth, garbage human, walking garbage disposal, horrible human being, Gloria Stefan. But her, but her daughter is vegan. She's like Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent's son is vegan. Gloria Stefan's daughter is vegan. Maybe, the, maybe there's hope for the future. I certainly think so. Why not? Passes Phil. <laughs> Playback speed slowed to 0.25 in order to pass this field. No, I'm a, I'm a slack-jawed, I'm a slack-jawed Texan, and I talk like a moron. Yeah, all right, so there you go. Happy birthday, all you carny bastards, except for you Barry Gibb. I guess Gary Bi Barry Gibb's still a carny, but 
is the closest thing we got in this lineup, this this motley crew, this photo array of criminals. Let's look at the next photo. Oh, wait, the last passenger pigeon, a female named Martha, dies in captivity in the Cincinnati Zoo. Did you hear? Have you ever heard of the passenger pigeon? Apparently, they used to black out the sun with their numbers. There were so many passenger pigeons in America that they could fly over a farm, and they would just decimate the entire field because that's how many birds in the sky would blot out the sun, and they'd land, and they'd do they'd wreak havoc so people just started shooting them just shooting the shit out of them just shooting all of them until they killed all of the passenger pigeons until there was one left her name was martha and she died in the cincinnati zoo today today was the last day of the passenger pigeon the very last day the passenger pigeon ever lived the last breath ever drawn on planet earth by a passenger pigeon was today in 1914 what a bummer Speaking of bummers, uh, these are all the people who died. So, you know who Jacques Cartier is? He's the guy who named Canada. He named it after uh, like what the what the Indians called their little settlement. The Indians had like I don't want to call them cities, like they had towns kind of that they had built, and he called them they they called them Canadas, and so he called it the country of the Canadas, and so the country is called Canada now. That's Jacques Cartier. He was the guy who claimed Canada for France today. Uh, no, not today. He died today. But he was the guy who claimed Canada for France and named the country Canada. If you ever wonder why it's called Canada, now you know. And you can be like, man, I think some crazy vegan YouTuber guy told me that shit. What was it? Oh, yeah. Jacques Cartier. He was the guy. Cartier. Not the diamond guy, but the uh, Canadian, the Frenchman. Really, he's a Frenchman. And he, uh, he he asked the Indians, what the hell is all this shit? And they're like, these are Canada's. And he went, Canada's? Okay. This is the country of Canada's. And so they called the country Canada. That's how that happened. There you go. And then um, Louis the Fourteenth, of course, dead. He died of gangrene today. The Louis the Fourteenth, the Sun King. The longest serving major monarch in the history of the world. Louis the Fourteenth. He, he built the Palace of Versailles. Great. William Clark died today. Lewis and Clark. Of course, Clark was the one. I think Clark was the one who owned slaves. Was Clark the one who owned the slave? I think Clark was the one who. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Meriwether Lewis was the one who didn't own a slave. And then Clark was the one who did own a slave. I can't remember. They were both Virginians, you know. So that would, it's problematic. But he was a great explorer. And... Um, I always I, I always love the stories of explorers. It's very problematic though, history, isn't it? But William Clark died today. What'd he die of? I wonder what he died of. He he lived a ripe he lived a sixty-eight. Doesn't say what he died of. But anyway, that's what he did. He made it all the way to the Pacific Ocean because of the Louisiana Purchase. Ain't that something? They took they took down the statues of that. They used to have a statue in Virginia where they set off. And it was Lewis Clark. Um, the slave. The slave's name was like. Shit. What was the slave's name? York. Yes, I think his. Yeah, the slave's name was York, and Sacagawea was the Indian woman, and she had a baby with her, <laughs> and they walked to the Pacific Ocean. They walked to the Pacific Ocean from Virginia, and there was a statue of them where they started, and they took that down. And I don't know why they took it down. Really, I think it's still. You know, it was during that time when they were taking all the Civil War stuff, all the all the stuff down in Virginia. I feel like they could have left that one up. I don't think that that one was so. Uh, 
because like York was there too. Like it was all, I don't know. Anyway, explorers, what are you going to do? Someone banned Matrix for changing his name again. <laughs> Someone banned Nilf if he don't share. Time to eat some mangoes, baby. Well, anyway, I thought, I thought Lewis and Clark, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, Lillian Ward, she was the um, social activist. She started nursing in America for people who, like, if you were a nurse, so you could join this thing because people were dying in the streets. And Tommy Morrison uh, was heavyweight champion for a while. He was pretty awesome. He only lost three fights. He fought 52 fights and lost three. But even though he tied with Rocky Marciano, he was not undefeated like Rocky. So... He doesn't go down the history books except that he was in Rocky V, the movie. He was the he was the guy that Rocky fought in Rocky V. It was the, probably the worst Rocky movie. But then he he died of AIDS um, in 2013, I want to say. Or what, what year was it? In 20... Yeah, 2013. He died of AIDS. It's kind of a bummer. Tommy Morrison was a big... Was a really famous fighter. And... Um, he couldn't fight he couldn't fight anymore because he had aids like once you have aids there's blood you know you can't be fighting and so he died kind of penniless and alone and sad and of aids so yeah he didn't it's it's really kind of it's really a tragic tale with tony morrison tony tony um Tommy Morrison, not Tony Morrison, God damn it, Tommy Morrison. But the guy who died today that's more interesting is Albert Speer. And I want to talk about him for a second. Albert Speer. Albert Speer was the guy, the Nazi who said he was sorry, they call him. He was the guy who built stadiums. He built all sorts of things because he, he was like Hitler's architect, sort of. And he did all of these incredible feats for the Reich because what, but what happened was he said he had no idea what was happening. He said he had zero clue, completely ignorant of what was going on, that he was just doing his job building buildings. He was like a like a civic engineer for Hitler. But people think that's bullshit because where he was building a lot of these giant structures and shit was where the Jews used to live. And they liquidated those ghettos, tore all the buildings down, and then built new shit. Well, who built all that shit? Mr. Spear. They, he built all that shit. And so he was, uh, they called him the Minister of Armaments and War Production, but he was Hitler's chief architect. So all sorts of things. He did the Reich Chancellery, the Zeppenfield Stadium in Nuremberg, where the big rallies were held in Bavaria. Um, yeah, oh, there he goes, the Nazi who said sorry. Yeah, they, he's always known as the Nazi who said sorry. So basically, he apologized. He said he didn't know what was going on. He was just trying to build cool shit. He just wanted to, he just, he was an architect and wanted to do cool shit. But that didn't save him. But rather than get murdered, he, uh, he went to jail for 20 years in Spandau and he got out. He lived the rest of his life. He published a book about being a, being a Nazi and published a book about being in jail. 20 years he did and got out because he didn't he wasn't a trigger man, right? He was just a just one of those Nazis, but he he begged and pleaded for his life said he didn't know what was going on. My point of making such the the reason why I'm making such a point of Mr. Spear is that 
just because you don't know what's going on doesn't make you innocent. He still did 20 years. What about all these carnies out there that are saying they don't know? They're saying, oh, I didn't know they were doing that to the chicks. Oh, I didn't know that they were slitting the animals' throats, that they were putting them into gas chambers. I didn't know they were putting all the pigs in gas chambers. I just didn't know. That does not absolve you of your sins. You're still a criminal. Ignorance of the law is not an excuse. Just being ignorant does not excuse you. This is what I hate about carnies more than anything, is that they use their ignorance as an excuse for their crimes. That is not an excuse. They belong in the Spandau prison with all of the other the other Nazis, the 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 the, the Nazis with contrition, all the all the all the apologetic Nazis like Bertolt Conrad Hermann Albert Speer. They could all go to Spandau. Every carny belongs there. Just saying you're ignorant does not mean that you're off the hook. These friggin' bloodmouthed carnies. Not a shred of justice between them. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. Don't tell me you didn't know. You don't know what a sausage is made of. Well, I didn't see how the sausage was made. Yeah, you know. You know. This, 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 like, this, this plausible deniability, like Reagan in the Iran-Contra scandal. Oh, I didn't know. I, I don't recall. I didn't remember. No one told me. Not an excuse. Not an excuse. Your blood is, their blood is on your hands, carnies. Don't forget to like and subscribe. <laughs> they don't want to know. They don't want to change. I hope you guys have a better day than Albert Speer because he died today. What did he die of? A stroke at the age of 76. What a, what a poor bastard. He was born in Mannheim. I've been to Mannheim. I've been there. Uh, inside, inside the Third Reich and Spandau, the secret diaries. Yeah. So how he was born in 1905. So damn, man, he was 40. Then he went to jail for 20 years. He was probably like 60-something when he got out. God damn, poor bastard. But you know what? He's a Nazi. Fuck him. That's the thing. Oh, I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know. This is the thing about every Nazi. They always say they don't know. I We didn't know what was happening. When I first moved to Germany, it was one of my favorite things. I, I had this, her name was Frau Hagenberg, and she was a colleague of mine, and we worked together a lot. We spent a lot of hours together. And I was like, but she was older, and she was, uh, I think, nine when the war when the war was over, I think. I forget how old she was. Or maybe she was 12 when the war was over. But she remembers it is the point. And, and her little brother died in one of the bombings. And she, she survived. And she said, you know, she remembers her little brother, her, her, her big brother dying. And that she, she remembers that. And she was telling me her memories of the war. And I asked her one day, because we were getting close. And I said, you guys didn't know? Like, what about your parents? Did they know? What was going on? Did they did they did they talk about what was happening? And she's like, I feel like because she talked with them over time, like she she had a lifetime with her parents, and she asked them those questions. And she said that people they knew but didn't know. That they kinda knew, but they didn't want to know. 
Doesn't that sound like a carny to you? The, the, the ignorant Nazi? The one that doesn't, the ignorant one? I, I kind of know, but I don't want to know. I don't want to, I don't want to see. I saw the trains leaving with, and they were filled with people, but I don't want to know where the trains are going, but I kind of know where the trains are going. You know, plausible deniability. Bastards, Nazi bastards, every single one of them. Albert Speer, the Nazi who said sorry. Anyway, I wanted to switch it up a little bit. Veg News. <laughs> Let's say something kind. So uh, Veg News put out a thing today saying that uh, it came out today saying these vegan news of the week, pumpkin spice, red vines, apple pie, and more apple pie milk. Guys, I love this time of year when vegan, oh, like this shit, right? this oat cashew spice blend, that's my jam right there. I used, when I was a kid, I thought that eggnog was good, but it would make me sick to my stomach when I would drink it because it's filled with eggs and dairy. It's disgusting. Um, but it tasted like nutmeg and sugar. So when I was a kid, I thought it was really good. And then when I got a little older, I thought, oh, this is this is even better. I could put alcohol in it when I was like 17. So, but now you can get it vegan and it's delicious. And you can drink a lot of it because it doesn't make you sick. It's really ignoring, not ignorance. Yeah, that's true. You know, I, I love this type of stuff. Just egg has a new thing they're going to have uh, in Ming, Ming Bings, the plant-based and gluten-free frozen food company, is going to have an expansion in more than 5,000 grocery stores. What do you know? Whole Foods Market will offer two breakfast items from Ming's Bings, the plant-based sausage, eggs, and cheese Bing, and the plant-based egg and cheese Bing. I don't know what a Bing is except for this, like, what is that? Isn't a Bing a, a search engine? Both made with just egg. There you go. We got vegan uh, bings coming. Okay, that's pretty cool. Ready-made fettuccine Alfredo. Look at this. You can just put it in the microwave and eat this shit. What or not? Put that in your face hole. Put that in your vegan face hole. Tikka masala, fajita bowl, kung pao, cauliflower, fettuccine Alfredo. What could go wrong? This sounds delicious. Only eight eight ninety nine to fourteen ninety nine. What a deal. I mean, I feel like I can make all of those things for like four dollars at my house and make a lot more of them but you know what it doesn't come with the packaging and the packaging is worth at least ten dollars that makes sense i love it kung pao cauliflower i feel like i can make kung pao cauliflower at home but why bother you can buy it for fifteen dollars here we are apple pie flavored milk now this is the shit i want to try this tomorrow i want to try this yesterday the new seasonal vegan milk offers notes of baked this is one thing you know what i'm so set so i'm, I'm going on this pita tour and i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna be in chandler bing <laughs> oh bing bong oh that sad little creature he dies doesn't he um it's really yeah, yeah exactly like how they made townspeople visit concentration camps non-vegans should be made to see a slaughterhouse or factory farm i totally agree I love the fall and winter foods. Oh my gosh. I love like squash, man. I can't wait to make some. But here's the thing. I'll be on the road and I'll be 
I'm really sad because I read these things and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to have this this new apple spice milk with Karina. And I'm not going to be here, you know? I'm going to be on the road talking about vivisection. It's going to be great. But it's like, I'm, I don't know, I'm getting, I'm getting really sad. And on Monday, I'm flying to Virginia and starting the tour with PETA. And I'm really, really sad that I'm leaving Karina. I'm starting to get a little teary-eyed about it. You know, I get like a little, a little, uh, pretty sad, pretty sad that I'm, I'm leaving my beautiful girlfriend to travel America talking about vivisection. You know, it's sad. I'm sad about it. And I won't be able to drink this awesome seasonal oat cashew spice blend. I'm probably not even going to be able to get any of it. What a bummer. Anyway, pumpkin spice red vines. I mean, come on. They're orange red vines. That's got to be awesome. Accidentally vegan candy. You know, red vines, when I was a kid, I loved the red red vines. I didn't like that Twizzler shit. I like the red vines. Whatever. What is the flavor of red vine? I don't know what flavor that's supposed to be, but I loved it when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I used to take the flavor, the, the red vine and bite the ends off of it and put it in the Coke and drink the Coke. Whoo! What the hell is that flavor? I don't know what flavor that is. Some kind of chemical shitstorm. That's the flavor. But pumpkin spice, <laughs> pumpkin spice red vines. What the hell? How do I get me some pumpkin spice red vines? I want to try that shit. I know Nilf wants to try it. I know Nilf wants to. <laughs> can I get where they Can I get those foods where I'm going? I don't know. I'm gonna be on the road, so I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm guessing it's going to be a lot of hotel food and that type of shit. So, I don't know. I don't know is the question. I don't know is the answer. What are red vines? Red vines are, well, they're usually, they're, they look like this, but they're red. They're like little um, twirly sticks that are hollow, and you eat them, and they stick all into your teeth. They're candies. They're long candies that are really delicious. Well, some people think there's another one called the Twizzler that people some people like more. Twizzler tastes like a chemical strawberry, and a red vine tastes like something that nobody can describe. It tastes like it's supposed to taste like red licorice, whatever the fuck that means. What is red licorice? <laughs> That's what I mean. It doesn't it doesn't mean anything because the flavor the flavor is not connected to anything other than red vine. <laughs> yeah, red licorice. Yeah, it's not licorice though. There's nothing licorice-y about it. <laughs> and I love black licorice. I love it. It's really hard for me to find vegan black licorice candies, but I heard that uh, my favorite my favorite black licorice candy has gone vegan. They've taken the the beeswax out of it. So, I've heard. I haven't tried it yet, but I'm really excited about it. Yeah, it's a candy to candy yeah 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 but they have pumpkin spice versions of it it probably tastes like a candle probably tastes like a goddamn candle my older brother used to break out in highs every time he had to eat red vines <laughs> really what's in there that was doing that i wonder that's funny weird something sounds like something i'd probably like maybe if you like it's not even red it's it's sweet it's like you could just eat them all damn day it's like i don't know they're kind of chewy <laughs> I don't know, man. What is a red vine? No one's asked me what a red vine. Any vegan candy corn yet? No. I've never seen vegan candy corn in my life. 
Scandinavia has the worst. Has the worst what? Sky is related to peers? How did that happen? Yeah, we're, we're distant cousins. I just, you, you, you exposed me, Nilf. Piers Morgan and I, you guys, I got to tell you, Piers Morgan and I, we're cousins. It's true. He, uh, my dad's brother moved to England when uh, we were, when, you know, when they were little kids and uh, he was raised out there. And he had a son, and he named him Piers. He named him Piers after um, after the American president, Pierce. And he spelt it wrong. His he was an idiot. Uncle, my uncle Morgan was a moron, but Pierce Morgan is my cousin. And so now you know. And knowing is half the battle. Order some red vines. There you go. You got FOMO. Lateral Alice. <laughs> usually Car usually Karina expose you. What an honor for me. Yes, she does. Damn it, Jim. I'm no vegan candy corn. Damn it, Jim. I'm a confectioner, not a doctor. I'm a, I'm a doctor, not a confectioner. I don't know if I said that right. Hey, so also in... I wanted to ask you guys, have you ever heard of Joe and the Juice? Does pumpkin spice differently? What the hell is Joe and the Juice? I love their logo. Never heard about this. But apparently, available starting Monday, September 4th, the new line will feature three items. Pumpkin spice latte, iced pumpkin spice latte, the pumpkin spice vegan shake. The beverages aim to offer balanced sweetness and earthy undertones from genuine pumpkin juice, all with carefully sourced natural seasons and flavorings, sugars and flavorings. Um... It's going to be launched on all locations nationwide and available to November 5th. What the hell is a Joe in the Juice? Do you guys have that anywhere you are? I want to know, do you know what a Joe in the Juice is? Have you been there? Are you excited about this development? That's the question. Damn it. This is going to be a long friggin'. I talk too much today. But this is the last pre-shift for three days because on Monday, no pre-shift. So I'm sorry about that, but I'll be on an airplane on my way to Virginia. So no pre-shift. So this one's going a little longer. I was really excited. I woke up today and I was like, oh my gosh, it's the first one for a while. It's the last one for three days. Today's word of the day is embargo. Embargo. What does it mean? Well, it means a, a government order that limits trade to some way and border usage embargo can function as a synonym of prohibition. This is proof that governments are simply a tool of power to antagonize the people. Governments are just there to control you. Embargo, why can't I bring what I want across any border? What is a border? Why can't I fly as freely as the birds from one nation to the next? You know what I'm saying? You pass into another country as if through the eye of a needle. Leaving a country is like breaking free of a prison. You have to have a passport to leave a country. I have to have I have to have papers to get something into a country. Why? Why? Why I ask you? Because they want to control me. 
government has placed an embargo on arms shipments since its review embargo since its review embargo lifted on july 18th barbie has received a largely positive critical response with the independent describing it as a near miraculous achievement the times dubbing it yeah blah 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 everyone likes barbie okay embargo um English speakers got embargo both the word and the concept, it seems, from the Spanish in the early 17th century. The word first referred to specifically to a uh, government ordering prohibiting order prohibiting commercial ships from entering or leaving that country's ports. That makes sense because embarcadero, right? Embarcadero is where the ships land, right? Embarcadero and embargo seems to be connected to me. Embargar is to bar. Uh, by the middle of the 17th century, embargo was being used more broadly to refer to any government order that limits trade in some way. Today, the word is applied more broadly still to refer to various prohibitions. Um, publishers, for example, often place an embargo on a book to prevent stores from selling it before its official release date. Remember when they used to do that with Harry Potter? And in Jane Austen's novel, Persuasion, Anne Elliot says, I lay no embargo on anybody's words. I lay no embargo on anybody's words. We feel similarly. That's funny. We feel similarly about words. Of course we do. What do they call a three-day weekend in the U.S.? Uh... What do they call a three-day weekend in the U.S.? A, uh, a holiday weekend, I think we call it. Yeah, we call it a holiday weekend. Yeah, holiday weekend. Bank holiday, no stream. Good point. I should say that. But I'll be actually in an airplane is the only reason. I, I've, I've been on many bank holidays. I've worked on many bank holidays for veganism. Long weekend. Yeah. But we call it a holiday weekend, right? Have Monday off from work. <laughs> Australia, right? They don't have them. Yeah, we don't. We don't actually have them, unless you work for the government. We usually don't even have uh, long weekends. But you know, Americans, we suck at that. We certainly do. We can beat the Russians at chess, but we still can't get the day off from work. Tell me how that works out. Why is that? Meanwhile. Embargo is your word of the day. Now, your affirmation. Today's affirmation for vegans only. If you're not vegan, what are you doing here by now? This is why I'm doing it at the end of my live streams because I don't want carnies getting good vibes. Don't want carnies ever watching my videos. If no carny ever watched any video that I make, I think that's a good thing because I make videos for vegans. I want nothing to do with you blood mouths. I want nothing to do with you virtue signaling leftists who claim to care about justice but incarcerate in prison, rape, and murder all sorts of different animals, exploiting the reproductive organs of females simply for your own profit and pleasure. I want nothing to do with you carnies, and I don't want any good vibes going your way. For the rest of you, your daily affirmation is, I'm moving in a positive direction, exclamation point. I'm moving in a positive direction. That was better. 
I'm improving my life and moving in a beneficial direction. Oh, I like that. Only vegans are moving in a beneficial direction because we're the only ones actually doing something. We're the only ones actually trying to make the world a better place. The only ones critically thinking about the situation, the status quo, and challenging our programming, questioning authority. We're the only ones doing it. So please, join our ranks. We'd love to have you. I'm not concerned with my pace because I know I'm on the timeline that is right for me. Who cares about the pace? Because all I know is that we're marching in the right direction, and that's what matters. We're trying to fight the powers that be and speak truth to power. That's what we want. That's what we want. We want all the empty cages. We want all the empty cages to be crushed and never again have another animal in a cage. And it doesn't matter how many legs you have, by the way. No animals in cages. Never. Thank you so much, vegans, for actually giving a shit about the world and everyone living on it. That's your daily affirmation for vegans only. I'm moving in a positive direction. You're moving in a positive direction. Mm. Thank you. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Have you liked this video? I sure hope you have. Thanks. A threesend. <laughs> a threekend? A weekend is a threekend? A long weekend? <laughs> Okay, Dr. Sky, I feel so affirmed right now. You are affirmed. Blood mouths. I don't like this blood mouth carnies. I don't suffer these bloody mouth fools. Don't like them. Don't like them one bit. Thanks. Two weeks unpaid vacation. Yeah, great. Thank you. We do have long weekends if you're working for the right company, but um, I have never enjoyed that because I've always worked in hospitality. And... Um, when you do that, you don't. You work the weekends. You work the holidays. You work that stuff. When I worked for MGM Grand, they actually had a cool policy. If you work on like Fourth of July, you get to take within the next two weeks an extra day off. That was super cool. I love that shit. And so every place where I was the boss after that, because I was after that job, I kind of made a lot more. To, I was higher up in companies after that. I always said, if you work on a week a a big holiday like the 4th of July, Christmas, um, you get to, in the next two weeks, pick any day you want to take that day off. I thought that was really cool. But if you but if you take Christmas off, you don't get an extra day. I thought that was kind of neat. Hey, I'm Pickle Twitch. Nice to see you. I'm glad you're here. Thanks, Guy. Thank you, Deb Thompson. I missed you, Deb Thompson. You're not on my Patreon anymore, so I never see you anymore. And I'm posting all sorts of stuff. I uh, miss you though. I do. I really do. I'm gonna miss you too. I don't think I want Sky as my waiter, to be honest. Well, to be honest, I haven't been a waiter since I was like eight, seven. I was young. <laughs> mm. I haven't been a waiter for a long time, but I was a really good waiter. I was actually really freaking good at it because I'd be like, of course, sir. Naturally. Absolutely, sir. Yes. Please sit right here, Mr. Johnson. I was fantastic at it, um, but you feel like a con man all the time, yeah. And then uh, I was a really good bartender. I, I I liked being a bartender more, but I was good. I was good. I really was. But I was better as a manager, and so I wanted to be. I liked to be a leader, and plus I liked the, I liked the responsibility and the kind of the craziness. I'm kind of a workaholic, and so that's how that works. You'd piss me off. You probably would piss me off if I were your waiter. But, you know, I wouldn't let you know it. You would never see it. 
you wouldn't see it because uh, as long as the money is in your pocket, um, treat you really well, treat you really well. That's how it works in hospitality. So, yeah. But thank you for the $50 tip today, Mr. Cole, come and correct. I think that might be the biggest tip we've had on a stream. So thank you for that. I really appreciate you. I really appreciate you. I truly, truly do. Thank you so much. I like the Castilian Spanish term puente because it's the word for bridge. I like that too. But it's specifically for when there's a day which falls between two work-free days, holidays or weekend days on which leave is preferred. A bridge day. Hmm, I like it. I couldn't work hospitality. People are too annoying sometimes. You know, it. I'll be honest with you. It wasn't so bad until the pandemic. Like, it was always bad. But, like, I have a thick skin and I worked in Vegas. So, like, nothing really um, throws me off. Like, I never lose my cool. And so I, I was I was really seasoned. I was hardened. And then the um, and the pandemic happened. And so I was a general manager. So as a general manager, you have this you have these three groups that you have to kind of keep at bay and maybe four if you think about like the government. But you really have three and then like officials like uh, like you have the fire marshal and you have the police, you have the alcohol people, you have the, the ABC alcohol board, you have uh, the food, the food safety people, you all have to keep them and the environmental protection people, you have to keep them all cool all the time. Then you have the guest and you have to keep them cool all the time. Then you have the ownership and the directors, all those assholes. You got to keep them cool all the time. And then you have your staff and you're spending like 10, 12 hours a day with these people and you got to keep those motherfuckers cool. So all the time you've got, let's call them, let's say four groups. But when one is bad, the other one's usually pretty good. So like you say you got a bunch of shitty guests, your staff is there for you. They're good. They're going to take care of you. You got shitty staff one day for a week. You're, you're having staff problems. Ah, your bosses are there. They're cool for now. Like they're, they're, they're backing you up. Ah, you know, the government's breathing down your neck. Ah, the, the guests are super cool that year, you know, whatever. The pandemic changed all of that. The pandemic made everything horrible. The, the, foods, the food safety people, the government was all on your shit all the time, threatening to shut you down all the time. The guests acted like crazy people, like they'd lost their minds, like they'd just completely lost all touch with reality. The staff, they were scared, they were stressed, they were sick, a lot of them were dying. Literally, I had people die that, were, that I was in charge of dying. I had people... I had, then you had the bosses, they're upset all the time because they're not making any money. All they care about is money and you're not making it for them because there's a pandemic. Then it's just like everything was bad. And then my mom died. So I stopped working in hospitality and I don't ever want to go back. That's how that works. How much is PETA paying me? Not as much as they paid Gary Orofsky, but we'll work on that. I'm the new Gary Orofsky. Gary Orofsky was paid to go from college to college talking about veganism. And that's what they're doing to me. They're, I'm going from college to college to talk about veganism. I'm the new Gary Orofsky. Pretty cool, right? I think so too. <laughs> Staff infection. Sky is always cool. I am always cool. I'm cool as a cucumber. 
Just off to my own Facebook Live. Thank you so much. Do you know how long the recording of a Facebook Live stays available? I do not, Paul Campbell. But thank you. I don't know. Maybe you could tell me. COVID changed things in hospitality everywhere. Lateral Alice, I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going back. Plus, I always felt like I was I was fighting for veganism and an activist, but I also felt like I was constantly making compromises and I felt like a hypocrite. And I don't like that feeling. So I felt like I got everything done that I needed to get done. I was a leader in the industry. I got a lot done for the animals and um, and then it was over and I'm over it. Like not going back. Sad story, bro. Fuck yeah. The pandemic tore my life asunder. It tore my life apart. The pandemic ruined ruined my life in many, many ways. But like a phoenix, I'm rising from the ashes. And you know what? This is why I started doing a YouTube channel. I wanted to do like a vegan apparel company, but no one was buying shit. No one, no one had anything anywhere. So I started doing YouTube and I wanted to hang out with vegans and do my... I, I figured life is short. All these people who died, I didn't want to... I, I didn't want to, if, if life is so short, I don't want to spend it with carnies, with blood mouths. Holiday is coming, September 7th, Bos Bolsonaro in jail on September 7th. Wow, that's a holiday? In interesting. Um, in your Independence Day is on September 7th? That's cool. Uh, Mexican Independence, September 15th, right? 14th or 15th? Uh, Mexican Independence is coming up too. Lots of South America, they had their independence in September. Yeah, interesting. September 7th. I didn't know that about Brazil. How interesting. Well, um, we have Labor Day on Monday. Labor Day in, it's, in the rest of the world is on May 1st. We have it on uh, the last day of summer, which is like the first Monday of September, I want to say, is when we have our Labor Day. And it's for us the last day of summer. So I'm really glad this weekend that I'm not in hospitality. It's usually one of the worst weekends to work because everyone's a piece of shit. Yep. Get ass cancer, carnies. That's the that's the vibe. Exactly. I'm pickle twitch. Get ass cancer, carnies. We don't want you around. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. Mm. The carny tears have been delicious. You guys have been wonderful. I really appreciate you. Um Tips for a vegan and humane ways of getting lizards or unwanted animals in your home. One ran in my house and I can't find him, but I don't want to hurt him. That's a hard one. That's a hard one. You you can't find him, but you don't want to hurt him. Man, how do you get rid of lizards in your house? I would probably try some kind of sonic device. They make sonic devices that make a lot of noise and animals generally don't like them and usually we can't even hear them. So that's what I would do is try one of the sonic things. Those usually work pretty well. They usually work pretty well. If Trump went to jail, well Trump's not going to jail for a while. He might go to jail though. If he goes to jail it'll be sometime like in next next year, next next June or something maybe. Next June. Yeah, you want to get them out of your home, RV. I would say there's, uh, you know, they make these sonic devices that you plug into the wall and it'll get rid of uh, mice and lizards. Animals don't like those sounds and we can't hear them. Uh, that's what I would use. I use those. You can also try a have a heart trap, but I don't think it'll work with a lizard. 
cellmates. Bolsonaro and Trump as cellmates. I like that idea. How are you going to find them, though? How do you find a lizard? They're hard to find. Goodbye, real vegans. Have your house be really cold. They are cold-blooded and they don't like it. That's a good idea. Turn on the AC. They'll leave. That's a good point. Turn on the AC. They'll walk right out. <laughs> Thank you, Deb. All right, guys. This is it. Thank you so much for all your time. I appreciate everything that you do for the animals and everything else. Um, and thank you for helping making my dream come true. Please go to patreon.com slash vegan, of course. If you're a Patreon member, I thank you wholeheartedly. Also, if you're a channel member, thank you so much, channel members. I'm working... Jason Gutt gave me ideas for the, um, the new emojis for you guys. I really want to get that done. And don't forget, veganofcourse.net. We've got really cool shirts that I designed myself, and I hope that you will go um, check them out. I'll be here for Sunday school. And so if you want with with Lauren, Lauren and I, Lauren's going to be on the sanctuary and I'll be still in California for Sunday school. Thank you. It's so hard to not abuse animals. Carnies can fuck themselves. Don't fuck themselves. This is a shot of all I forgot to tell you, um, Chase Avior is going to be on the show tonight at 5. How cool is that? Chase Avior, he's a huge activist. He's really awesome. Maybe you'll join me. Thanks again, Cole. I appreciate, the, I appreciate that so much. You really made my day. Thank you, guys. Illegitimate non-carborundum. Don't let the bastards grind you down. Thank you.